Welcome to the Harvest Center. Harvest Center. The 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 Harvest Center. Welcome to the Harvest Center. We're glad you're here today. Hello, good morning everyone. Okay, let's try again. Good morning, everyone. Who is excited to be in church today? I am. I wasn't here last week, so I'm really glad to be back. So before we start to worship, I just wanted to uh, read a couple of verses that for those who were here on Wednesday at the Bible study, we read and we meditate on it. And I just wanted to read them this morning. And that will be in chapter 3 of Exodus. That will be verse 7 and 8. That says like this. Then the Lord said, I have surely seen the affliction of my people who are in Egypt and have heard their cry because of their taxmaster. I know their suffering, and I have come down to deliver them out of the land of the Egyptian and to bring them up out of that land to a good and broad land, a land flowing with milk and honey. And I think that we are here today just because this is the God that we serve. Is a God who has seen our affliction, has seen our situation, has come down so that we might be set free. So I think that there is plenty of reason today that we can really stand up from our seats, praise the Lord, worship Him because He's worthy. Despite our circumstances, He is worthy. I know that all of us, we come with baggage. It's time that we leave the baggage outside. It's like when you go on the train, you cannot sit and bring your suitcase with you. You just leave them on the rack. So that's what we have to do. Let's leave our luggages just outside. Let's just focus on the Lord. We have an audience with the king this morning. And we want to make the most of it. So, Rob, as we lead us in worship, let's just really stand up, get excited, and really just focus on God, knowing that he is the one who has come us to rescue us and to give us a broad land where we can live in. Yes, Lord, we... We, we just thank you for who you are. We thank you for the love that you have poured out on us. Undeserved, unmerited, and that your grace has just met us. So, Lord, we just want to thank you for this love, and uh, we just pray that you will help us indeed to get to know you more, Lord. To realize, really, what does it mean to be loved by you. So that in the same way, Lord, we can be your ambassador in on earth and just share the love that you have poured out on us. And we are grateful for this. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you very much, Rob, James. And thank you also for, uh, yeah, you can give me a, a round of applause. I mean, thank you very much, guys. Then also, I wanted to say thank you for Tony and Lee. It's just, uh, you know, when, when I heard you praying and uh, sharing, I was just thinking what the Bible says that when we go to church, to go with a song, with a word of encouragement, uh, with something, uh, with an offering to bring. Many times we think offering is just literally about money, but actually is it is our lives. And um, I know that it's scary sometimes to stand up, but the thing is, uh, I've been blessed. So just want to encourage, thank you for what you shared, both of you guys. But I want to encourage every one of us uh, just really to, you know, remember when we offer something, it's not something for us. It's usually it's for God and for the church. And, um, yeah, I just wanted to 
to share this uh, um, with you. And before Sarah comes here, there is Ken who wanted to, um, to give an announcement. Then, uh, just a second, just a second. Then we will have uh, Sarah who also will be sharing something about yesterday. Yesterday, women had their own uh, day that was called Flourish. And uh, she will share something about that as well. And then, of course, we go into the announcement. And then later on, we will have preaching. So before we were saying, sorry, I know I always say just a moment, but we, I'm so sorry. It's just really, it's, it, it pressures me. Now, I wanted to say that before we were saying about the importance to know, right, the love of God. And uh, because we are a Bible-believing church, uh, what is next uh, is just really important. So if you have a pen and paper, just take it out, take notes, just let's listen to the Word of God. It will be shared by Ken today. And uh, yeah, let's just be prepared. Let's prepare our hearts uh, and be ready for what you want to say, because uh, that's how we get to know, is one of the way we get to know him. Now you can come. <laughs> can you go straight? Yeah, yeah. I need one of those things in front to feel safe. Um, well, bless God. Who likes to give? So I'm not after money. You're all right. Um, this is a really good church, and I'm, I'm so, so blessed to be part of it. Firstly, by giving, let's pray for Samuel and Annie. You've done that, have you? They're traveling now. I'll do that at the end. No, that's all right. Father, we just bring them before you now. We thank you. The angel of the Lord encamps around those who fear him. Father, we just pray today that you would protect, you will provide, you will just be with them. May this be a blessed time. We pray for the pastor that your spirit will come upon him in a fresh way while he's away. Give them something as they seek to be a blessing. You said if we'd honor our father and mother, it would go well with us. Let it go well with them, we pray. And we thank you for it. Amen. But that's not what I'm about. I'm after underwear. So, not now. Not now. You're, you're safe. Just turn to the person next to you and say underwear. Right, I'm going to tell you what's going on. You know we've got that work in Uganda, and you sent all that stuff out there last time. I always get Jason to do this. Uh, the, the people just crying that the underwear you sent. The kids were just crying. Well, we have a privilege. Um, the, you met Samuel from Uganda a little while ago. His wife's coming over in four weeks' time. So we're thinking we could send a case full back. Now you're getting into underwear. So for the next three or four weeks... Hopefully you have already, but over the next three or four weeks, buy underwear. And I'm told bigger sizes. You know. We'll stop there. I'm told bigger sizes as well. Boys and girls. Right, is that it? But what a joy though. If we children's. She's gonna take something like twenty two kilos, which is Best part of 50 pounds. So we've got plenty of space in that bag. All right? So it's just an opportunity to do good. 
Can you imagine you make someone's day by giving them underwear? Even today, I was just talking to Jason, and some money went out there. And the guy said, just turned around and said, do you mind if I use it to the necessities of my family? Yes, sir. No, children. Children. Um, I'm, I'm not getting into adults. It's kind of like a whole other ball game. All right, is that fine? Up to 14, I'm being told now. Boys and girls, up to 14, all the various bits. Is that it? Sarah, having said that high note. Good, good. Okay. And actually, I will just add on the back of that, if you'd rather not buy the underwear but give me money, I'm sure people would, yeah, would purchase it for you. So there we go, if that's uncomfortable for you to go into a shop and buy. Yeah, that's a good yeah. Okay, so yesterday, ladies, ladies, we had a lovely afternoon, did we not? The hall looked fantastic. I think there's a few photos on Facebook. So you can see it looked so pretty. We had some guests. I'm not quite sure how many. Probably about 12 to 15, I think, ladies that were visitors. And, yeah, it was just a really sweet time of fellowship. The food was lovely. And the crafts were so fun. I think people did amazingly well. We've got some very talented, crafty people. Yes, the florists, look at them. Beautiful flower arrangement at the front. We had painting. We had knitting. We had cross-stitching. We had crafty box making. Um, yeah, so, I mean, next year we can go bigger. We can go better. If you've got a secret craft that you haven't told us about, please reveal all. All right, so be ready next year to join in the fun. But last um, yesterday was such a good day. So thank you, everybody who came and invited friends, etc. And that was great. Right, and an, on another thank you note, uh, Samuel just wanted me to reinforce and say thank you for everybody who gave to the Ukrainian offering. Do you remember when we were collecting money for that? We actually raised, um, we gave some money from the church as well. So we sent them 1,500 pounds. And so I think that's going to go a long way to getting their, their winter fuel, which obviously, you know, we're all beginning to get a little bit chilly, so I think they're, they're going to be needing that. So thank you, thank you, and they said, you know, they received it safely, which is a bit of a relief when you send money to, to another country. I'm like, oh, I've done it right, but it did go, and so they've got that. So brilliant, so thank you, everyone. Right, pin your ears back because I have got a list of dates which we need to be prepared for because we're in the run-up to many things. All right, all right, all right. Just initially, I'll remind you that Wednesday we are meeting for our Bible study course. So we're still doing that on Wednesday night, and it's going so well. Really, really good. And we have ordered some more books for those of you perhaps who've been coming and haven't got the book yet. So they should be on the way. And then on Saturday night, believe it or not, it will be prayer because the end of the month comes around quite quickly. So 7 o'clock on Saturday, we'll be in the cafe as well for prayer. So that's kind of this week. You've got that in order. Right. Then, coming up, we have... Dun, 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 we have the bonfire event. All right? Now, that is, is fast approaching. There will be lots of jobs to be involved in, not just kind of setting off the fireworks. So we're going to do the usual sort of food and crafts and um, face painting, etc., etc. So yeah, that is a church event. Obviously, it's a very popular community event. All right. So 
be ready for that. It is on Saturday the 4th of November, and we start at half past five. So be praying for fun times, good weather, all of the safety, all of the involvement of that. Um, Yeah, so put that in your diaries, 4th of November. Right, then we move on to the 25th of November, which is a Saturday, and we're going to prepare early for Christmas in the church. We're going to get the decorations up. All right, we're we're going early. So we're going to put the tree up. We're going to have a church decorating party on the 25th of November so that we can be ready for our first time ever Christmas fair. All right. So Lynn has done an amazing job at rounding up people, and we're going to have a Christmas fair in the church, which is going to be on Saturday the 9th of December from 10 to 2. All right. Oh, extra half an hour, people. More shopping time. So um, please speak to Lynn for any more information about that. But put that in your diary. I guess there'll be some need for sort of help and things because, of course, we'll have lots of people coming from outside the community into church. But there'll be various different stall holders as well. So, yeah, Lynn knows all about that. But that's Saturday the 12th of December. And this 9th. Sorry, yeah, I've put the 9th of the 12th, so I've got my dates wrong. There we go. The 9th of December. Very good one. Okay, and then, finally, we are going to have the carol service. All right? This is all before Christmas. All right, and I just thought, get that in your diary and be thinking about who you can invite. Because it's an outreach event, you know? It's often the only time of year that people will come into church. So why not let's get people in our minds, start inviting them, like the lady thought about for Flourish. You know, think of that one person, that neighbor, that friend, that work colleague. So we're going to get our kids involved this year. We're really going to go all out. The kids are going to be involved, maybe some of the kids' own kids as well. Um, So, yeah, it's going to be a fun time. It's going to be on Sunday the 17th, okay? Um, And... Yeah, so let's just remember that. We will have invites and everything, but I just want you to make sure that you are free on that day to come and bring somebody along. It will be an evening service as well. Uh, Right, I've got to the end of my list. I believe that's everything. We are now going to do tithes and offerings, and we've got, um, you can um, give at the back if you want to give by card. And then I believe the kids are dismissed, and there is youth today. Brilliant. I've been pondering on that. So this is an introduction, really. I've been pondering on that. I've been a Christian 50 years. So assuming I've been to church every week, and in the old days, you know, you'd have twice on a Sunday and a Wednesday night. So I've done a rough calculation that I have heard over 4,000 messages. Rough, that's rough. Probably a lot more, actually. I've probably preached 2,000 at least. So, that's a lot of message, isn't it? It's a lot of Bible. My question is, really, how much of that have I retained? So, by way of introduction, I want to get you ready, because I've got a message. I want to get you all excited. (laughs) You can get excited in church. Psalm 107, verse 20 says this. He sent, yeah, the best bet is to get the tape, uh, you know, go home and listen to it on your electronic device. Psalm 107 verse 20 says this, he sent a word and healed them and delivered them from their destruction. Is that fair? That's what it says. Just stick with me if you don't want to look it up. 
So he sends a word. The aim of sending that word is to heal them and deliver them. Is that fair? Good. Isaiah 55 and round about verse 11 says this. My word shall not return to me void, but shall accomplish that for which it was sent and prosper therein. So when God sends a word, he intends it to have an effect. Hebrews chapter 4 and verse 2 says this. The word that they heard did not profit them, not being mixed with faith. So here we go. God sends a word to heal and deliver. They do not get healed and delivered. Why? Because they do not receive it by faith. Hebrews 11 and 6. Without faith it is impossible to get saved. How did you get saved? Ephesians 2.8 By grace, what? Through faith. By grace... God gave you his word, through faith you received that word and you got saved. So today I'm going to preach something. I really do believe it's a word in season for us as a church, but it will only do you any good as you receive it by faith and believe it. Now I've been pondering just, as I say, I've been pondering a little bit. I'm all right for time, I'm good. I have seen in this church, I've been preaching, and all of a sudden a woman gets up, goes running around the church. Why? Because she received the word, she gets healed and delivered sitting in her chair. So today I'm going to give you a word. Christ, power. I'm feeling it. Okay, say you a word. Yeah, another time, you know, an altar call, and someone comes running to the altar to get saved. They received the word and did something about it. Another one, we had a woman, we preached to her about the baptism in the Holy Ghost. She comes to pray for somebody at the altar. She herself starts speaking in tongues. The word became alive. The word that she received by faith became alive. And what do I say to you today? I'm going to talk about the joy of the Lord. And because my word, I get so sometimes in church, I think, oh, I've had more fun at a funeral. <laughs> a good Christian funeral, you know. <laughs> All right, so you ready? You're kind of cranked up, you're going to listen, and you're going to act. We're going to be doers of the word, and not hearers only. Why? Because it don't profit you if you don't do nothing about it. John chapter 7, verses 37 through 39 is where we're going. And it says, on the great day of the feast, Jesus stood up and cried out with a loud voice, if any man thirst, let him come unto me and, there's a script, and drink. And as the scripture says, out of the innermost depths of his being will flow rivers of living water. Now this he spoke about the spirit who those who believed on him were to receive. For as yet it for as yet Jesus had not been glorified. That's roughly what it says. So, ready? When Jesus is glorified, 
the Holy Spirit is going to come. Now, I could go into this. We haven't really got time. You'll get a lot of Bible today, for sure. I think it's Acts chapter 2, remember about verse 33. It says, And Jesus being ascended into heaven and seated at the right hand of majesty on high, and having received the promise of the Spirit, does pour out that which now, now does here, see and hear. So, ready? Jesus is glorified. The Spirit has been poured out. Those of you who read your Bible, tell me where it's ever said it hasn't stopped. It, it stopped. Where does it tell me that Jesus has stopped pouring? Oh, it all happened on the day of Pentecost. Really? That's not what the Bible says. I want to say to you today, Jesus is still pouring out his spirit on those who will receive. Now you know why I cranked up the beginning. Ready, I'm going to break this down very quickly for you and then give you some more scripture just to prove it. You don't need to hear me. Hear the Bible. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. But firstly, let me notice this. If, John uh, 7.38, if, that's conditional. If any man thirst, let him come. It's conditional. Oh, if God wants to do something in my life, he will do it. He's God. Really? Or is it that God wants to do it and we need to respond? Is it that there is a if? It's conditional. It's not automatic. Oh, if God wants to change me, he'll change me. No. That would be involuntary. Your will wouldn't be involved. Imagine tomorrow, the sin that you struggle with now, you woke up, ping, it wasn't even there. Where would you be involved in that? But the thing is, the sin that we struggle with now, he sends his grace and we receive that grace and we are changed. Praise God. And then maybe tomorrow you may fall again, but he sends his word to heal us and deliver us. And he keeps grace upon grace, grace upon grace, that we might change, that we might be transformed. I want to speak to you today. I've got something burning in my spirit. I believe, oh, I want to speak from a place now. I get it wrong. But I have to believe that he who started this good work in me will complete it. That he's watching over his word to perform it. Now, I'm just going to dribble Bible for you because it's easier for me. If, it's conditional. If anyone, turn to the person next to him, yeah, and just like, you look like an anyone. If anyone... Do you know, again, that's conditional. Because Jesus in the text says this, he who believes. So that anyone now is anyone who believes. If anyone thirsts, and I want to talk to you today very quickly, because I'm going to get into the Bible in a minute, about the thirst each one of you has got inside of you. Look at me, old pastor. I'm saved, sanctified, and filled with the Holy Ghost. I speak with other tongues. 
But deep down inside, there is a yearning for more of God. And the day you lose that yearning for more of God, die. Because while I'm here, I need to be getting more and more and more. I'm being transformed from glory to glory into the image of him. Step by step, we sing it, step by step. Step by step, little by little, victory upon victory, defeat upon defeat, victory upon victory, defeat upon defeat. I'm changed, I'm changed, I'm transformed. I'm being conformed to the image of Christ. And how am I being conformed? I wish I could wake up tomorrow morning and I had no problem with sin. Do you know what? I don't. Because where would I have matured? Where would I have grown? Where would I have known the grace of God? Where would I have experienced the blood that cleanses? Where have I known the spirit of God that speaks to my heart and says, Ken, you need to change? It's this journey of faith as we change, so we transform. If any man, firstly then, that any man is a believer. Thirst. That, see, it's a God-given thirst. What does it say? Is it Psalm 42, verse 1? As a deer pants for the water brook, so my soul longeth after thee. Each one of us. I always worry when people have got it all together. Because they're lying. And that's another sin in itself. None of us have got it all together. We're on this journey of faith. But there's this God-given, who's ever just sat down and thought, God, I have failed again. I want to give up. I am just useless. None of you. You're all so spiritual. And yet, deep down, deep cries to deep, something in you says, but God, but God, you are quick to forgive. You abound in mercy. You take a wretch like me and you want to make something of it to your glory. And the Spirit of God comes and revives us and refreshes us and renews us. And none of you have ever been there, then you're lying again. If any man thirst, ah, let him come. That's effort on our part. Ready? Psalm 50, uh, Isaiah 55 and 1. Ho! Oi! I can't do that. I can't. Sometimes you get women do it, don't you? I stand there, I think, I'm quite envious of that. Oi! Ho! Everyone that thirsteth, come ye, authorised version, to the waters. Ye that have no money, come buy milk and honey. Come buy milk and honey without money or price. Why do you labour for that which is not bread? And why do you do that for that which does not satisfy? Oh, hey, you. And today the Spirit of God goes through this hall and says, hey, you. Ho, everyone that thirsts, come. The Spirit and the bride say, come. Even now, the Spirit of God is inviting you. I was going to sing for you, but I don't think I will. There's an old song we used to sing. There is a fountain that flows from God above. 
There is a fountain that's filled with his great love. Come to the waters. There is a vast supply. There is a river that never shall run dry. Hallelujah. As long as there is a God in heaven and until he calls his church away, Jesus is still pouring out his spirit on those who will come thirsty. Because why? Because it says, let him come and drink. That's the faith part on ours. I don't feel like it. I don't care. I'm having a bad day. Get over it. You don't, you don't know. <laughs> I don't care. Jesus is still pouring out. He still says to anyone who's got a thirst, come. He's thirst to a, we used to sing an old hymn. He's thirst to a sage. You don't even know what that means. Do you? Grace which like the Lord the giver ever flows from age to age. Anyway, better get back to what I was supposed to be preaching. For as the scripture says, this is your test. Ready? Where does it say that in the Bible? At the innermost depths of his being will flow rivers of living water. Come on, you read your Bible. Where does it say it? Don't get yourself in trouble. Does it say it in the Old Testament? Is it? Ready? Go. No, John 4. John 4, 14. No, no, no. Jesus hadn't done that yet. He said, as the scripture says, not as the New Testament that you've got. I see. Ready? I'm going to tell you something really surprising. It don't say it. <laughs> well, I thought I'd just help you out there. It doesn't say it. But again and again, Jesus is taking the sum of the Old Testament promises and rolling them up into this statement that the Scripture says. Does that make sense to you? My wife's looking at me if you look in your margin it'll have Psalm 42 verse 3 but we ain't got there yet we're going to get there in a minute it doesn't say it believe me I'm a, I'm a Christian <laughs> but there are some scriptures there are a whole chunk of scripture that when you wrap it all up you could, for example, I could say to you, the scripture says you can be saved. But it doesn't actually say you can be saved. It says whoever calls upon the name of the Lord will be saved. Yeah. So the sum total of scripture says you can be saved. The sum total of Old Testament is if out the abundance of the heart will flow rivers of living water. And I'm just going to give you all those scriptures really very quickly. Preach some of them for you and as we go. Do you know, I've been really quick, haven't I? Ten minutes, quarter minute. 
Where should we start? We're going to go um, Isaiah 43. And we're going to start at verse 18. Why? Because it's easy to walk away from me and think, oh, it's just arrogant, it's just him. But take the Bible away with you, it's a different issue, isn't it? Psalm 43, verse 18 and following. Do not remember the former things, nor consider the things of old. For behold, I do... Keep going. A new thing. Now thus says the Lord. Behold, I will do a new thing. Now shall it not spring forth. Ready? We're talking about those people who are thirsty. Shall you not know it? And I will even make a road in the wilderness. And where? Rivers in the desert. Keep going. And the beasts of the field belong to me and the jackals of the little bit. Because what? I give water in the wilderness and rivers in the desert to give drink to my people, my chosen. Oh, Brother Stroud, you don't understand. I'm having a dry period. Good. I will make rivers, rivers, rivers to flow in the desert. Oh, I've heard it all. I'm having a wilderness experience. Great. Angels come and minister to you. God makes a river to flow by your feet. Get over yourself. Honestly, we've got every excuse why not to go on with God. And yet God is there pouring out. Pouring out. Keep going. 21 as well, isn't it? Oh, no. And because of this, the people who have formed for myself will declare my praise. What about this one? Psalm 36 and verse 8. That's a cheating. Oh, my word. You are good. I threw that one in there. I didn't think you'd get that. Psalm 36 and verse 8. They are abundantly satisfied with the fullness of your house. And you give them drink from the river of your measure. Are you a Christian? Yes. Are you filled with the Holy Ghost? Yes. Then get a smile on your face. The river, you give them drink from the river of your pleasure. I'll give you another one while I'm there. Another one from Psalms. See if I can get them on this one. Psalm 46 and verse 4. You've got a new program. You're too good, isn't it? There is a river whose streams make glad the dwelling place of God, the city of God. Let me ask you, who is the dwelling place of God? Know you not that you are God's temple and that God's spirit dwells among you. There are rivers who make glad. We drink from the joy, the well of his delight, good pleasure. All right? You're very quiet by now. I would have thought there'd been a little psalm. Oh, no, we'll go there. Isaiah 58, 11. Have we got a new program or something? How comes you feel so... Oh, all right. The Lord will guide you continually. He will what? He will satisfy your soul in drought 
and strengthen your bones and you shall be like a watered garden and like a spring of water whose springs do not fail. Now, wells in the desert sometimes do fail. But he's saying here, listen, the Holy Ghost in you will be like a river, a, a well, a spring, springing up to eternal life. John chapter 4, with the scripture you were thinking about. It will be in him like a spring of living water, whose waters do not fail. We're getting there now. Good. Isaiah 41 and 17. I like this one. When the poor and needy seek water and their tongues, and there is none, and their tongues are, uh, I know in a different version, that's why I have to stop sometimes. When the poor and needy seek water, what is this? Uh, but, the, and the, but there is none. And their tongues bow for thirst. I, the Lord, will hear them. The God of Israel will not forsake them. God has not forsaken you or I. When the poor and needy seek water and their tongues are parched with thirst, I, the Lord. See there, remember I'm saying to you about this thirst inside of you? And for those of you who got filled up, you, you ain't got nothing. I want to say today the Holy Ghost is going to come in this place and renew you and refresh you. Because I'm, but I'm believing God. I come out with something in my spirit that just says, Sir, I believe God. So it's an invitation, isn't it? If any man thirst, and it's a condition that we thirst. But you know what? There is a danger. We all try to shortcut God in so many ways with our finances, with our marriage, with our relationships. We try to shortcut God because God's way in some ways, our way seems to be easier. Jeremiah, turn there very quickly. Chapter 2. Is it verse 11? I think, is it? You've got the notes. 13. Do you want me to preach this to you or not? Yeah. For my people have committed two evils. Amen. Firstly, they have forsaken me. It's up there. Jeremiah 2 13. My people have committed two evils. Firstly, they have forsaken me. Yeah, the fountain of living waters. But even worse, secondly, they've got religion. I want to speak to each one of you, especially some of you younger converts. Don't get religion. Religion is that now we're going to build a box. Oh, hallelujah. We're going to get the water of God and we're going to stick it in a cistern. That's religion. It's not flowing no more. 
and it goes stagnant. We were in Mexico, and there they had these um, kind of like petrol tankers come around with, with water, and then just squirt it into this system thing. But if you leave it a few days, it becomes alive with amoebas and ugly things. And that's religion. It's just full of ugliness. God wants something living that's flowing in and flowing out. That's why it talks about out of the heart will flow rivers of living water. You get refreshed, you become a means of refreshing. It was never meant to be stagnant. What you got yesterday is not what you need for today. Remember, Israel were told to go and get manna fresh every day. Let me give you a scripture. Probably one that I just thoroughly enjoy. Isaiah chapter 12 and verse 3. Therefore, with joy, shall you draw water from the wells of salvation, and in that day shall you say, hang on, where's the rest of it? <laughs> Therefore, with joy, shall you draw wells, and in that day you will say, praise the Lord. I'll beat you at last. Well, praise God. I've got to read. Oh yes, I was getting worried then. It's with joy. Why? Because God is pouring in something into our life. We are being refreshed. We are being renewed. We are being revived. There's something just going on with God in my life. I'm saved. I'm a Christian. I'm filled with the Holy Ghost. I'm living for Jesus. I'm going to heaven. I'm forgiven. I'm washed. I'm cleansed. I'm adopted. I'm accepted. I'm... And it just gets suddenly, it don't take very long I didn't feel God in the house today. We won't go there, will we? Listen, and in that day, will you say, praise the Lord. I shouldn't have to crank you up. I shouldn't have to work you up. Rob shouldn't have to work extra hard because you're being cold. I've started to preach before now. You wonder who's opened the fridge door? But I'm saved. I'm forgiven. I'm washed. I'm cleansed. I'm accepted. God loves me. I, I wonder. But that's what makes God God, doesn't it? That He could love a wretch like you and me. That He could say, the famous one, stick His hand in the dustbin, pull out something broken and destroyed, and said, I can make something out of that. Don't you ever forget that. Therefore, with joy shall ye draw waters from the wells of salvation, and in that day shall you say, Praise the Lord. My word. Why? You won't get the devil really upset. That's why it says, Nehemiah 8.10, The joy of the Lord is your strength. When the devil comes in like a flood, 
the Spirit of the Lord will raise up a standard against him. And what is it? He pours into you. The joy of the Lord comes in your spirit. You rise up. I tell you. Shall I tell him? Yeah. So I'm diagnosed with some sort of cancer. I tell you what. We go and see the bloke. Val and I are witnessing to him, testifying. Then we go off to see he's looking like his assistant bloke. We don't get many like you in here. Why? Because in the end of the day, we're saved. Worst thing is, we die. We go to heaven. We're with Jesus. We... But the best thing is, while we remain, fruitful labour, and the Holy Ghost comes on us. And just another time. I told that one about the woman who knocked me up in the air in the mini. And I'm laying on the, the gurney, the stretcher, the trolley, whatever word. And down the wall... Fear not, for I am with you. Well, I know the rest of that. Be not dismayed, for I am thy God. I will help thee, I will strengthen thee, I will uphold thee with my mighty wrong hand, right hand. By the time I get down to the x-ray place, I am just excited about Jesus. I mean, I'm in excruciating pain, but I'm excited about Jesus. Go down there, there's a radiographer woman, only to find she's a backseat Christian. And through the tears and through the pain, and the chance to tell her about Jesus. Why? Because his strength will sustain us. Why? Because the joy of the Lord is our strength. Why? Because the Holy Ghost is within us. And we need to start getting some of that. Oh, brother Strath. If you ain't getting on shouting ground yet, I ain't finished. Joel chapter 2, verse 28. Also repeated in Acts chapter 2. Hang on, have I beat them? Have I? Yes, thank you. Oh. Oh. And it shall come to pass afterwards, in those days. That I will pour out my spirit upon... Does that mean like women as well? I don't know. Does that mean, I don't get this wrong, black flesh, white flesh, yellow flesh, green flesh, orange flesh, old flesh? Surely that must mean then, I can go around the room, Italian Swiss flesh, Filipino flesh, Korean flesh, Essex flesh, Zimbabwean flesh, it means what it says. Oh, hang on, we better do this. Educate flesh, uneducate flesh, young flesh. Yes! <laughs> Just to make sure in case you're sitting there thinking. Now, I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. Now, that's God taking the initiative, not you. All you need to do is get yourself in the place that he'll pour it out on you which is faith, which says, yes, I'm coming to drink. Your young men shall dream dreams, your old men shall see visions on my men's service and on my maid And on my maid service in those days, I'll pour out your my spirit. And they're saying your maidens will prophesy. You know, while since I've heard many maidens prophesying in the house of the Lord. But it's a challenge to you. Oh, in case you're not, one more. This is the one, and then I've got a little summary for you. 
This is the scripture you was looking for. Isaiah chapter 44 and verse 3. Remember I said don't say in scripture? Look in the margin and this is the cross-reference. Isaiah 44. This is God speaking, not Ken, by the way. Hang on. God, I'm on a roll now. I'm throwing them. Ah. I oh, know, sorry. I can see it on the back one. <laughs> For I might. See, that's one in translations. I could if they were good enough. Uh, 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 I would if they'd read their Bible and prayed a bit more. Uh, 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 oh, and I've checked their tithe offering. And then I, listen, God is a God of grace. I will pour water on him who is thirsty. Oh, and floods on the dry ground. How, Lord? I will pour my spirit out on your descendants and my blessing on your offspring. So, good Ken, you told me all this. I've got my scripture for you as well, just while we're there. Ezekiel 34 and 26, then I'm going to do the last wrap up. And I will make them and the places all around them, my hill, a blessing. And I will cause to come down in their season. And there will be showers of blessing. We need mercy drops round us are falling, but for the showers we plead. There will be showers of blessing. If we but trust and obey. Anyway, that's enough of that. I'll end up doing myself a damage. Last one. Acts. Because then we're going to pray. Acts chapter 3. And verse 19. <clears throat> Repent therefore and be converted that your sins may be blotted out. So that times of what? Refreshing may come from the presence of the Lord. Repent. A change of mind that leads to a change of direction. Listen, nothing will happen in our life. Or, easy way to put it, what you've got is what you tolerate. Where you are, is where you want to be. Because you're not doing nothing about getting out of it. So until you have a change of mind that leads to a change of direction, you will stay where you are. Lee was right when she did the prodigal son. It says, and when he came to his right mind, then he said, I will go back to my father's house. He had a change of mind that led to a change of direction. And today, you're, you're content where you are. I'm, not pr- I'm sorry I've wasted your time. 
If you've got that thirst and you want it met, then let's start getting a change in mind. Be converted. Trouble with that is you get so used to that word, oh, I'm, I'm a convert, I'm a Christian. What does it mean? It literally means to return, to revert, to come again. Come back to the fountain. Come back to the well. Come back to the water. And God, who is still pouring out, will meet you there. Because if we do, why? Times of refreshing. Times of refreshing. Here in your presence. No greater blessing than to be here with you. My mind is restored. My heart is made new. There's no greater joy, Lord, than to be here with you. And maybe that's what God would say to us today. He just wants to pour out his spirit. So what are we going to do? Should we stand in the presence of the Lord? And we could have an altar call. I don't know about you, but I think I'm going to come to the altar and I'm just going to get hold of God. But you can do it in your chairs. You can do it whatever you want. But I want you to do business with God. You know, no one else can do it for you. I'm sorry to say. I'm not, because you wouldn't change if they did. No one can do it for us. But I do think there is a place at the altar today where if you will come and say, Lord, pour out. You have promised to pour on thirsty ground. And Lord, I'm thirsty. I'm that one in that dry and barren place where there is no water. But Lord, your promise stands. And therefore, by faith, I come to the fountain and I receive from you. On the strength of your word, faith has come to my heart and I reach out to receive from you. So loving Father, now, confirm your word. Not because of the preaching or anything else, but because you are committed to this word. And as we come now and put you in remembrance of it and stand on it and claim it, do those things which only you can do. Refresh each one. We ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. So where you are now, do business with God. As I say, the altar's open. If you want prayer, just grab hold of someone standing near you. Do business for yourself. Don't leave this house the same as you come. That would be the saddest of all things. In Jesus' name. So we're um, drawing to a conclusion, even though it's not really a conclusion. I think that um, what we can do is, um, as we're closing the service, if you want to go and grab a coffee, please remain. But I think also that it's good that uh, if you go out, you just go out uh, silently so that if someone wants to remain here and pray and keep them in business with God, we'll have the opportunity. The word has been clear. There is nothing to add. It's those who are thirsty, that if you are thirsty, 
this opportunity to meet with God, so be dismissed. Have a good week. Let's keep reminder in prayer for uh, our pastor, for Samuel and Anastasis, they're traveling. And let's remember what, uh, what has been preached today, that uh, as long as we are Thursday, there is more for us. Amen.